0: Blog Talk Radio. they'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away.
1: We're taking it away Here we go Yes we are Where are we going Where are we, are we taking it I don't know We could take it out On the road Which would mean we just go outside And start talking And all the people In my park Would think we were crazy That's cool I'm good with that I, I think that would be fun They would probably Not know what to do We're <laughs> good <laughs> uh. You know But no I think it. we will take it To the place We always take it to Which is beginning our show that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. We're doing Surprise, a show. we're going to do a show. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I think of that, I think of, I'm sorry, this will now really date me, is the Mickey Rooney, Judy Garland <laughs> teen uh, shows, that they movies they did for a while. They did several more. They're like, Let's do a, a show to save Uncle Barney's farm. Oh, right. The you Brady know. Bunch did that. Yeah, they did that, too.
2: I know. They we'll put came. on a show to raise money to save Mom and Dad's house. Yeah, right. So, If
1: only. If only, yeah. <laughs> it's like donate the barn, donate the, the lights, right. and it suddenly became a Broadway production. Right. But anyhow, ours is simple but sweet. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, our subject is The Maiden. Rights of passage. Oh, rights of
2: passage. That's right, I'm back on You're today. very focused on the maiden, I must just, I must say.
1: Yes, I did say
2: when the first yeah. thing she came in and said, I really feel the maiden because yeah, I know. I, I would we I would hope we would also well my plan surprise Survivor, is to also talk about Rites of passage for the youth of all
1: genders. Right. Well, no, no, she does. She told me this is what we're going to do. <laughs> I'm not worried about that. I was just being very personal about this. You're process. feeling it. I'm really feeling it. She's feeling it. I'm feeling it. It's okay. So, yes, we have a series called Rites of Passage, yeah. and, and we kind of do, we're doing. We're going cool. through the cycle of life.
2: The cycle of life. From Birth to death and all the stops in between.
1: Well, not all of the stops. Not all the stops. Some of the millions stops. of stops. In I know. Between, but. I'm sorry, we're not going to be singing the cycle of the circle
2: of life. <laughs> oh no.
1: <laughs>
2: I probably can't muster that one up. Not today, anyway. Not
1: today. Maybe when we get to death, I'll, We'll we'll so. do something really exciting yeah. on that. But anyway, so as we start our shows, how was your week? <laughs>
2: my week's been just peachy. Um I got to do some jewelry shopping today so that's always fun. Huh? Got some new rings for the shop and I'm woefully behind at updating the Milk and Honey website with jewelry, so I need to get out my camera and start doing that fun stuff. I mean it's fun, but it's like, you know, it's, a chore. it's not my favorite thing to do. I'm sure it's <laughs> someone in the world's favorite thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also the first week of summer vacation for my kid. So having my my schedule to myself, not having a morning or an afternoon dictated by having to take someone or pick someone at right school has been magnificent. <laughs> I cannot express enough how pleased I am. Uh-huh. I love I love when there's no school. Uh, <laughs> You're so, one of the few parents that can say that you I know, it. every time parents are like, yay, school's starting I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't want to So yeah, that's been nice I feel like, Elara and I read for grad night yes. I read tarot cards last yes. weekend So I had several very late nights in a row And I haven't quite caught up from that uh-huh. I am sleeping probably too late in the morning Right But the fact that I can sleep too late in the mornings is blissful. It's luxurious. Yeah. So overall, I'm good. I'm prepping for witch camp at the end of the month and all the things that have to be prepped for, which is not a lot. I'm not teaching. I'm not facilitating anything. You're just attending? I'm just attending. I'm going. So I don't have to really prep anything except for, like, my camping gear. Right. What I want to take and stuff. But, you know, I have a person who comes and stays at my house and takes care of my animals and, you know. The stuff that
1: when you leave your normal yeah. rhythm,
2: starting to get, you know, making sure, like, oh, right, i got to remember to pay all the bills before I leave and, you know, like adult stuff. I know, yeah. I know. It's
1: all on my brain. <laughs> <laughs> how, how was your week then, Elvira? Gosh, my week. Well, other than the fact of same thing, trying to catch up on rest of uh, whatever nature because of, the way things have run with us and the the things we did over the weekend. Um, Doing the same thing, actually, because I will be also leaving at the beginning of July for two weeks, and so I'm getting the necessary things for the animals my roommate will be taking care of them and that you know they he's done it many times so it's it's a good thing Mm -hmm. but just making sure everything is in the right space and getting my bills all paid and I was really proud of myself I've gotten everything prepaid double paid through the first (laughs) two weeks I was like yes I felt really kind of awesome And went and just took care of some paperwork I have to have copied, like, you know, the permission if anything happens to the dog to be able to, you know, take them to the vet and stuff of that nature. the adulting thing. Yeah, all the the adult stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, kind of deciding what it is I kind of want to take. I've been, you know, very easygoing when it comes to that. And as I was telling Phoenix... Every time I get ready to leave in the last four years, and now it's going to twice a year, obviously, because I have a wonderful little grandchild that I want to see more often, mm-hmm. I start in with getting something, and then I find that wherever I'm at is cluttered. It's got junk, sometimes junk that I thought I was going to use 12 years ago when right. I moved into this place. Right. And I, I just, one area at a time has begun to get basically hoed out yeah. and moved away and gotten free of, and uh, it, was, it does, it really does. It feels a little bit like, why am I doing this before I leave? Why am I being so, you know, like, ah, yeah. but when you get it done, you look at it and go, wow, that's so, un, you know, yeah. So that's pretty much where my week has been, focused okay. on, and, and uh, obviously, doing our shows, getting some of the pre records set up we have to do so we're right. on top of it. But that's why I probably feel that, you know, the vigor and vim of a maiden <laughs> energy is so necessary and infusing. Nice. Yes. Nice. Sort of the warrioress, I'm doing war on my house. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> to a certain degree. I'm not beating it to a pulp, I right, just, right. you know, like Clearing it out. Clearing it out. Nice. So with that, why don't we just sort of start in with the maiden and what that that may mean. Yeah. Well, well,
2: uh, 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 you mean the maiden or you mean rites of passage? Well, our rites of passage... Really Be specific with me today. I know. Well, I just want to make sure I'm going in a
1: direction that you were expecting. <laughs> well, good. Which is always you the never opposite. Know with me. Yeah, I know. Well, obviously, the rites of passage. Yeah. So, in the rites of passage, we have chosen more of a triplicity, but there is concerns that it really isn't that, and I think we've addressed that in other shows. Yeah, but yeah. like that the.
2: The By tri- triplicity, like the maiden, mother, mother, and crone, right? Like that, the maiden, mother, crone concept was created by. Oh. So the, in the book The White Goddess, who who and who wrote that book is escaping me, and I'm really afraid I'm going to say the wrong name. So I'm just going to say no name at all for the moment. Okay. Uh, but he basically invented this concept of right. the goddess representing the maiden, the mother, and the crone as the flow of a, of a woman's life. And right. That's fine, mm-hmm. but that is not really great. His last name. Right, I thought it was Robert Graves. Robert but i Graves. I was worried I yes. was going to say a different person. Anyway. Okay. But that doesn't give a full scope of a of a of a life. No, right. And and looking at doing rites of passage, we wanted to talk about those moments, those markers in a, a human's evolution where we might celebrate their transition from this thing to that. Right, right. And and the coming of age rite of passage. The, the you know we we've been sort of referring to it as the maiden rite of passage because. That one has an obvious beginning, yes, with does. your first blood as a female, right? First blood, right. But there is there is this concept of gender fluidity, and then what? Do you, what? Where is that line? And for a boy, where is that line? Mm-hmm. And and how do we create rites of passage or honor of coming of age? Right
1: mm-hmm. for a
2: child who may be not on a binary, but somewhere fluid in the center with gender. So. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea is to honor the transition from being a little kid
1: to a young adult. Right, right. And when when you look at the concepts of rites of passage and the way even Robert Graves did it, but what became the movement for a more matriarchal point of reference mm-hmm. was based on what a female does. Right. Okay, and as... It's like there's been a growth process. You had what we used to be in the ancient times, then you have what became more yeah. structured with patriarchy, then you've now had a move to, maybe it isn't a total matriarchy, but the point is is that it's more matriarchal mm-hmm. in the, the pagan and the witchcraft and the, the, the areas that are moving in that direction. Cause right. You know, we've got the others that are still hanging Time out. Intentionally. At so yeah. there's more than. There's just more than just one option. side. option. Yeah. And now we're at another junction. hmm All right. We're at another and junction. Too. And so this junction is, as Phoenix has said, uh, gender fluidity. Right. And when we look at that, we have to realize that sometimes it's the body that you're in. Yeah. And then what you do on top of that. Right. So as I have just, you know, my mind is also structured to when I came into this traditional process of, yeah. you know, the witchcraft and all, and it was not quite at the, rebe- the, the stage where you had dionic, you had the yeah. aspects of the female empowerment process, but it was pretty close to, you know, it had reached its maturity level, and I was coming in at that time. <laughs> so my sense here is that was my grounding. Yeah. But now... Because of where I am and what I do and who I am connecting to, it is broadened. Yeah, And that's, I think, the challenge that I face as as an individual mm-hmm. to be able to be appropriate in conversations and yeah. interactions, but also to realize that we're still trying to um, learn a new way. Right. Right. And that's I think that is
2: imperative on witchcraft and paganism. Mm-hmm. I think... Whether you think that witchcraft is an unbroken line going back to the beginning of time or not, mm-hmm. the the thing that has allowed this type of, of magic to survive is being able to
1: change yes. and adapt. Yes.
2: And the world continues to change, and hopefully our traditions can change and adapt along with mm-hmm. them. Otherwise, they're likely to die off, you know. So I feel like... The, what's clear to me, especially being around young people, is that this, the, this concept of, of a binary gender no longer fits. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we're, it is likely as, as this young generation continues to get older, that's going to become more and more commonplace.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so, how do we adjust and create rituals to fit into that? Right. Because, you know, the thing about coming of age rituals. How all of this thought process started for me many years ago is this not having a coming-of-age coming ritual is part of what's wrong with mm-hmm. our society, mm-hmm. especially for young men, because it feels like from our overculture, women start their periods and then they have to be ashamed and hide it and mm-hmm. worry about swimming and all the stupid things like being, you know, oh, I I can't tonight, Jimmy, because I'm on my period. You know all of the mm-hmm. things we have to be shameful about. Right. And the boys' rites of passage is going into the military or signing up for selective service or having to take that step. Right. At 18. Right. Right. Where a girl could be nine, ten, eleven, twelve, sixteen, or somewhere in that range. Right. Anywhere in that range. It's
1: it's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's bullshit. B- it's structure. It's too structured to to take into account. Right. I mean, okay, I look at puberty when the body moves it into the body's gen. not necessarily it's the physical gender you're in. So if your puberty hits and menstruation starts for a female and puberty hits and a boy's voice deepens, he starts getting erections, there are things that happen to his body, then that needs to be honored in one way or another in a positive manner. Right. What happens is if between all of that you have another layer, which mm-hmm. is the gender issue of where they feel comfortable in, that also needs to be taken right. into consideration. So, yeah. yeah, I feel like we're talking, we're, it's like it's
2: two concepts. One yes. is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm starting menstruation, I have my voice is dropped, or whatever marker you want to make. You know, if if we were Jewish, we'd be talking about a bar mitzvah and a bat mitzvah. Right. If you turn this age, you get your coming-of-age ritual. The in, in yeah, the, the, the in Latino culture. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Like, if we have some clear delineation, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a physical shift, right? Because right. Because for a kid who is non-binary or was, has, presents as one gender and is not comfortable in that gender or does not identify as that gender, whatever the right language is, I do not want to be offensive in this conversation, but how do you take the gender out of it? Right. And in the same token, if you have a child, if you have, especially for young women, where you can honor their menstruation and Mm -hmm. say, welcome to the sisterhood. Let's Mm -hmm. step across this threshold and honor this transition. Right. So it's almost like how do we honor young girls stepping into womanhood? How do we honor young men stepping into manhood? And how do we honor those that are gender fluid stepping into the next transition? Right. Right? And so you have to determine – With each individual What kind of celebration is appropriate Right And even looking in my life I have Uh two daughters Uh One daughter was like Hell yes Let's do a ritual Call all the women I want you to sing to me And I want you to paint me And I want to talk about blood And I want to celebrate this And we had a huge She had a whole day We did a whole ritual It was Uh everything I wished I could have had Uh Right My other daughter was like No I don't want to talk about this. I don't want anyone to come and share their woo with me. No, Mm -hmm. absolutely not. Mm -hmm. But it still was important to honor the transition. So I pared it down to just basically a
1: conversation Mm -hmm. between her and I. And that, it can be big or small, but Mm -hmm. the community, the parent or parents, the person acting as a parent, you know, uh, I believe is firmly responsible for that process and in touch with that individual child coming into that part of transition that needs to be honored. And without saying anything to do with a specific person, one of the things that I had happen in a specific situation in my environment mm-hmm. was the uh, the the fact that having someone you know who couldn't do that mm-hmm. couldn't come out in who they were couldn't right. be honored in that had to go for a long time being what they didn't want to be yeah. and then finally making it as an adult meaning over 21 over 18 well, I think it was over 18 at that time. Change. Yeah. And all of the the things that went with that and shame and yeah. fear yeah. Is, right. is, was horrible. And what it did to that person as they became an adult. Yeah.
2: And I would hope, you know, as, as pagans, we tend to be a little bit more open-minded and mm-hmm. a little bit more progressive and a little bit more willing to let people be who they are. So I would hope, for the most part, if you have young people in your life, they are being able to express who they are Mm -hmm. in freedom, Mm -hmm. you know. So you're going to know, like, okay, my kid, we're going to do a menarche ceremony. We're going to have a first blood ritual. We're going to do the red tent for my daughter, Mm -hmm. right. Or that, well, I was expecting to do a red tent ritual, and that's not who my kid is. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do a manhood rite for the child I expected mm-hmm. to do a first blood rite for, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. We create these rituals for the individual, Right. which just so happens some children's biology matches. And some don't. And, and lucky that we have all these opportunities, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. I think that's what that's – I wanted to name that early in the show mm-hmm. because I do want to focus on potential rituals for first blood, potential rituals for manhood, and potential rituals for just stepping into being an adult you know, mm-hmm. without having to tiptoe around the gender conversation. Cause Which it is,
1: it is there. Yeah. It is there. It is there in, um, especially in the pagan community, because mm-hmm. they are more, I mean, we're already on the fringe. Right. All right. So we have more, I don't want to say, I would say more acceptance, more openness yeah. for the fringe of, what goes on in terms of gender fluidity right. because of that I mean yeah.
2: yeah it's actually it's kind of funny because I, I you know in the reclaiming tradition uh, there are a lot of trans people mm-hmm. in the reclaiming tradition, and i've kind of taken it for granted. I know a lot of trans people, and mm-hmm. I was talking to my sister mm-hmm. and we were talking about um a, a kid with her a young child at her kid's school and how they you know this person is they're they're working on making it more accessible for this very young trans student, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, how wonderful! And you know, we started having this conversation, and she, this is her first experience mm-hmm. with a trans person, and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> how is that possible? Like, yeah. like half
1: the people I know are trans. <laughs> yeah. Well, because at, just for the simple fact of where yeah. you and I are in the in the in what we're doing.
2: Yeah, I also know a lot of gay people. I know yeah. the queer
1: people. I know yeah. a lot of
2: polyamorous people yeah. because
1: it's safe to be who you are in the pagan tradition for the most part. for the most part. And it's only like everything else. It's it's like <laughs> when I go to Oregon when I did, and I visited, and how, yeah, you think maybe that's Western, still a little more Western than California, even Northern California, right? But the fluidity there, yeah. And then you know, I go to Arkansas, and the fluidity there ain't a fluid place, but yeah. there is a pocket of right. that for that in you know that group of us that can go there, yeah. And it's just the thing that hurt the most, and this was something that was on facebook was a gay guy got beat up and his gay friend went to help him and he also got beat up and this is in arkansas and um it was very sad because i go there and i don't i am who i am and that's all there is my daughter lives there and she accepts people who they are whatever color whatever their gender fluidity is, whatever, you know, she is very, um, she's got this because she's been raised with that, but and it's hard yeah. to see that rigidity because yeah. you come from an environment here and That's it's open, and I have a little group of people that, you know, my, my community. Yeah, we of live pagan. in a
2: bubble. We've talked
1: about that before. Yes. I'm grateful for it. I just said that to Gwion today. Well, <laughs> I don't
2: remember what we were doing. But I was like, you know, I, I am grateful that I live in this bubble. I'm grateful that my mom moved me here when I was in second grade. I'm grateful. I can't imagine living in a place that wasn't so lefty, progressive, yeah. open.
1: And yet there are pioneers that throw themselves out into that environment. I, they're know, not, I know. I know. And, but, but that being said, so what we have here is an energy pattern. It is. Yes. It is not just a physiological experience back to the topic I know yes well we can find all ways to talk about it
2: well and I think that's the thing right again you have to create having a rite of passage that acknowledges you are no longer a child right and you are not yet an adult and we're going to honor this transition and hold you in this in this uh-huh. place of uh-huh. stepping into your adulthood uh-huh. and the beginnings of adulthood. Right. Uh, I, we don't, you know, we don't have anything in our over culture that celebrates that. So I, I encourage it, and I am excited about it. And that this is something I find I'm really passionate about. I've written a bunch of different rites of passage rituals for coming of age. And, mm-hmm. and actually the main tradition has a very specific rites of passage mm-hmm. ritual that's been used over and over again for mm-hmm. people coming of age. But I think you have to gear it towards the, the kid right? And, and create a ritual. You can find rites of passage rituals, but write one.
1: Write one or take one that you find and modify it right. if it is something that speaks to you, but because of your child or the individual you're doing this for is not going to fit that particular segment of the, the whole yeah. process. You change it. It's, it's, why do we have vows that were taken with, you know, obey and et cetera and et cetera and people have changed them and, right. and totally thrown them out and rewritten their own and, yeah. you know, it's it's just people haven't they like their comfort zone, they're there, and they try to fit into it because of that. And then when things change, as we're seeing our society change, as mm-hmm. we're seeing ourselves change, we have to make that happen, just like we were talking at the very beginning about change. Change is necessary. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it's rigidity, and rigidity
2: is death. Right. And basically, I mean, overall, any rites of passage ritual, no matter what, right you might be celebrating mm-hmm. is a death of the old way and a, a welcoming and opening to the new it's, right. it's closing one door and mm-hmm. opening the other and the ritual is the hallway in between closing the door yes. and opening the other yes. and so there is something for at least for the rituals that I've been a part of there is something exciting for the the, the kid, mm-hmm. for the child who's going through this rite of passage, mm-hmm. the maiden. Mm-hmm. You know, there is something exciting about closing that door to being a little kid, right? And opening the next door to step into maturity and in adulthood. And there are some kids who are not ready to let go of that childhood, and so there's a little bit of resistance mm-hmm. of having to take on more responsibility or mm-hmm. or, or whatever. And there's going to be sadness from the family's part of saying goodbye to that little kid mm-hmm. and recognizing that this child is stepping into more maturity right. and the bigger bigger issues and questions and things that come with being a teenager. Right. You know, so it, it's a bittersweet ritual. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And because we, and it's something that, you know, and a few of the, the things that I was looking up and just, you know, reviewing yeah. is that, We do this all the time anyway. So Mm -hmm. not only do we do this for an actual physical individual going through a physical change, but we do this as well. Mm -hmm. And to remember the exuberance of this particular transition into that, just like when we get to other rites of passage um, programs, it's also the same thing for those. And they overlap. Oh yeah. You know, it's not like you have just, you know, hi, we're closing the door to being a kid, and we're opening the door to be an adult. Right. It's it again, just like it's we talk fuzzy. about gender fluidity. We have fluidity within that dynamic. Yeah, it's fuzzy because you don't just go,
2: okay, well, I'm gonna put my Barbies down, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna start, you know, I'm gonna go get a job. I'm gonna they, start wearing makeup. It doesn't work that way. There, no. and we and we don't want it to. Yeah. But honoring that shift is important. Uh-huh. I think it's something our society severely lacks. And it's become, in the ways we do honor it, it's become hollow. Like the, the Sweet 16 Party. You know, there used to be a TV show on MTV my mm-hmm. Super Sweet 16.
1: Oh, yeah. And it was
2: a reality show of all these wealthy kids yeah. getting these ridiculously lavish parties, you know, where, like, they would give iPhones out as... Uh, guest gifts and and opulence and yeah. and cars as presents ridiculous yeah ridiculous that's not what i'm talking about no I'm not talking about- ridic- the
1: trappings of our society and that's what and even in the spiritual traditions yeah bottom line is that you can hold the ritual and the spiritual. Positioning, yeah. whether it's a bar mitzvah, a bas mitzvah, it's a quinceanera, it's any of these. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, in what is what it has lowered itself down to is just that Money. a very um, materialistic point yeah. of reference. Yeah, and that doesn't mean that some aren't in the in the process feeling the thing and right. really getting into it, but for the most part. It's like we we need to revision that process, too, even right. if it is for another religion or belief system. It's it's what's happening with the individual now. Right. We're lucky in this. In our traditions, we're already fluid enough because we're flown around with things that certainly don't fit the regular, quote, norm, unquote. Yeah. Yeah. So, but um, it's very interesting because... You know you know was the different things it was talking about mm-hmm. in you know what the um the energy is, yeah that is this particular time frame this yeah. transition time frame is the newness the exuberance the the uh shyness the 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 different parts of the individual that they're that is coming into play, but because of that the risk taking mm. that comes out at this time. And you know, the 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 other side of it becomes what are you passionate about? Yeah. And where do you you know, so passion is not just sexual. Right. It becomes something you find and out of that the other side of this particular flash maiden un you know, yeah. is warrior. Mm-hmm. Is is the warrioress, is the hunter hunter or huntress, the one that goes and looks for something and finds from what they're doing inside. Yeah, You know, rather than I mean some people find it early, some young people find it very early. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But um most are, you know, kind of wandering, but it may something hit. And um you know, it's it's interesting because I have two step stepchildren, step grandchildren, and one of them is very Physical. He's a very physical individual. He's into football. He's into all these different sports things. And the other one is more the geek, mm. the nerd. You know, the one that, that kind of loves the, the computers and, and the gaming and, and things like that. And they're both finding their passion and then what they do with it in terms right. of where they're going. Right. One wants to go in the military. Um, football scholarship, you know, things that are, like, you know, out yeah. there and that. And The other one is looking at computers and then what to do with, you know, programming and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. It shifts. Right. So, and both of them are, you know, out there with their hormones, too. So, <laughs> you know, you have no idea where they're going. But I I seem to have acquired an understanding only because I've gone through the teen years with my daughter. Right. And... When I say an understanding, I understand there is no understanding. <laughs> right. You have absolutely no ability that you're going to think logically this is going to go in right. some way. Right. So when you make this, when this honoring comes, it's that one little bitty point yeah. that you can participate in with joy Mhm not just because they're having this transition, but you're ready to go into the next step with them. Right, and it's an interesting moment
2: in someone's life because, you know, as you mentioned, sort of this fearlessness and this, this you know, the, the passion without really understanding the consequences, oh, yeah. you know, and, and risk-taking and putting yourself out there. And it's funny because uh, I'm listening to a book on tape with my kid, And it's a scary book. It's a Stephen King book. And it's a book I read when I was 12. This is the book. This is the reason I became obsessed with Stephen King is this book. But I haven't read it since I was 12. Right. So my kid and I are listening to this book, and there's been a few parts of the book that I've actually had to fast forward because they're violent. Mm
1: -hmm. And it
2: really upsets me now Mm -hmm. because I actually know with my years of wisdom that the violence that's described People actually do. Yes. When I read that at 12, it was a fantasy book. Exactly. It was a horror book. It was meant to scare me. Okay. It wasn't real. Right. You know, I was able to, at 12, with all of my wisdom, to go, oh, well, this is just a fantasy book. And now I'm like, yeah, it's a fantasy book, and people are fucked up. Yeah. And so it's been interesting watching my kid not react to the yeah. things that I'm like, oh, I can't listen <laughs> to this part anymore. We have to fast forward this. <laughs> Because there is there's a there's a wisdom in being a young person, and there's an innocence, and there's a bravery mm-hmm. that more wisdom might diminish. Yes, you know, yes. So it's it's an interesting time where you want to stoke the flames of someone's curiosity and someone's bravery and someone's passion mm-hmm. without them getting into trouble or hurting themselves or taking exactly. risks that are too big. Yeah. And that's part of what I think a rites of passage ritual is about. It's uh, acknowledging, yes, now you, you're stronger than me. Mm-hmm. You're taller than me. Your feet are bigger than mine. And I've got 40
1: years of experience and you've got 16. Right. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if they only listen to that word. I know. Shut up. Yeah, no, it, it's... It, it's interesting you were talking and i was thinking you know in the uh, again old days we're not talking we're talking tribal days yeah they would it would be your first vision quest your it was first an ordeal and it was an ordeal yeah the task you yeah. would be put out to do right okay and we don't you had to prove you were ready you were yeah and it was really and it was in some tribes, it was both the female and the male, and yep. in other tribes, it was just the male doing the thing that would be more expected of that person because yep. of the way the the system was set up. The tribe was set up the way the reality for that time was set up. But I'm, you know, my honest my honest thought is is that it would be really interesting if we could find mm-hmm. a way to, you know, do that. Right. Within the context of our modern civilization. I have some ideas about that. Oh, goody. Well, but I think we should take a break. Okay, you can (laughs) take a break.
2: So take a break, and then we'll talk about ways to put your children through ordeals. No, I'm just
1: kidding. (laughs) Terrible.
2: (laughs) Okay. I sort of mean it. Okay. We'll be back.
0: Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Stay tuned as more magic is coming your way right after these messages. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Condrum Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30, The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6, and The Witch, the Priestess and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Lefay Fridays, 6 to 7. All time specific, Add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com.
1: Well, here we are, refreshed.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm super refreshed. Let's do it. All
1: right. Yeah. All right. The enthusiasm, right? Right? <laughs> yeah. Somewhere along the line, there are those of us that wonder how how we made it through our teen years. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Um, and. With that, how do we make it through the teen years? How do the kids make it through the teen years? How do we as adults make it through the teen years? It's a mystery. I know. It it's is a, a, mystery. My, a mystery. that will never be solved. Well, this is all right. So, obviously, with the concept that we have this space of trying to put together some kind of ritual yes. or ordeal or, you know, someone once said and this I was ready to punch the person actually oh. but that was okay I, it was Interesting. yes well I do have the warrior and when I got upset it was like how could you say this? well maybe we should take them and dress them up in a corporate little suit and tie and send them with a briefcase into corporate america <laughs> and I was like ready to just go no.
2: Maybe we can give them pamphlets about Kernunos and Hecate and send them door-to-door and proselytize and try to convert people. That's
1: a great idea.
2: Have you considered Kernunos as your lord and savior?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Whoa. No, oh, no. No, not really. Oh, no, no. To, to, I don't think the... you could wear a suit and tie. You'd have to wear like a loincloth and some woad the blue paint. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. Then you take the pamphlets. Only if you're handing out Cronino's pamphlets. If you're handing out Hecate pamphlets, then you have to wear a black cloak Yes. and carry a lantern. That would be interesting. So I have decreed it. Go out and prosper with your children. (laughs) (laughs) Bring us fresh blood. (laughs) Ah!
1: (laughs) Yes, well, considering that, you know, uh, that would probably go over uh, (laughs) or not. You never know. But we might actually get the young men might be taken in and, you know. Hmm. Uh, that being said.
2: Ordeals. 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 Yeah. So I just have a couple of ideas. So if you want to create a ritual for a child going through a rites of passage ceremony, okay, there are some things you can do to create an ordeal process. And it's not going to be like take this peyote and go and sit on the mountainside for three days because – under the laws of the state of California and the United States of America, and I can only speak for those two provinces, I can't speak for other parts of the world, that's child abuse. So don't do that.
1: <laughs>
2: okay. No drugs and exposure to right. anyone under the age of 18. Right. Um, but what you can do is do a ritual where there are gatekeepers. Yes. Yeah. So you have a ritual set up where the child must approach different gates. And there you have priestesses or priests being, and I, I've, I've said this before, but I need to say it again. I use priestess as a non-gender term for anyone who holds a ritual role. I feel like it's just easier that way. So you have different priestesses at different threshold Mm -hmm. where the child is stopped and challenged Mm -hmm. and they either have to answer a question or they have to give something up or they have to you know fight i don't know if they're like a karate kid person maybe they have to do some of the what are those things called the postures yeah right yeah if they're not into karate, but they play football, maybe they have to give up a football or you mm-hmm. know something that that challenges them individual to them, yeah, right, right um, and depending on the physicality of the kid, if they are a super physical kid, you could create an obstacle course they have to complete, mm-hmm. So something that puts them through a little bit of a trial right because, like you were saying about our tribal ancestors and our the current tribal societies that still exist on this planet, they do you do these rituals yes. for the most part. Yes. Um, you know, and there are ritual scarifications that happen and, and ritual cutting and things like that. I'm not encouraging any of that. Neither am I. <laughs> that, is, that is definitely something that should only be undertaken by the choice of a consenting adult. Yes. But you can set up a ritual that you, you know what your kid's challenges are. You know what what is hard for your kid. You know what boundaries are safe to push. Mm-hmm. And ones that are not okay to cross. Mm. You know, like if if your kid is ready to give up their blankie, mm-hmm. that could be something that they give up at a threshold. If your 13-year-old still sleeps with that blankie every night and it would devastate them to give that up, then they don't give that up. They get to keep that. Mm-hmm. That's their security mm-hmm. through the rights of passage. Reasonable. Right. You know, so I think, I think these things of, of causing an ordeal, creating an ordeal, can also be geared to the individual kid. Right. Right. Yeah and
1: uh, you know i am i guess my my sense is, is that in a in a in a form of a a labyrinth or in a form of a a pattern that they need to go through yeah i think is really profound that doesn't mean you have to go find a pre-built labyrinth but you can do even a simple spiral but the point is is that as you go through each turn or each situation you are creating the the representations of transition from one level into a a more adult point of reference right right and you know we again we, we start with
2: Releasing the things of our use of childhood of being a baby, right? You know, so maybe it's a pacifier. They may have not used that pacifier in ten years, but that's a symbol. There's my symbol, right? Yes. And you walk through these thresholds, and then there is something that welcomes you to the other side. Uh-huh. And often, what I see is like a woman gets a young girl, because I've only participated in rites of passages for girls. I've never been in one for a boy, because I shouldn't Mm -hmm. i'm not on the other side of manhood yet (laughs) i'm still waiting yeah but you never know with a girl the rituals i participated in are are she gets changed into a red dress Mm -hmm. she gets adorned Mm -hmm. she gets you know oiled or painted or drawn on Mm -hmm. flowers are put in her hair she gets massaged or rubbed or sung to Mm -hmm. Um, and then often in the rituals that I've experienced, and I'm not breaking any oaths by sharing this because they've all been eclectic and self-created, uh-huh. stories are told. Other women sh- share their stories of their first blood uh-huh. and what happened in their life when their period started, when they started to bleed. Uh-huh. And sometimes women will share stories of, of an embarrassing experience uh-huh. when they through their pants at school uh-huh. or they didn't have anything and had to borrow a boyfriend's T-shirt to share, like, yeah, sometimes it sucks, and it's still a blessing and a miracle, and mm-hmm. isn't it great to be a woman, you know? And and she's welcomed into that fold, mm-hmm. you know? And I can imagine a boy's ritual being something of a similar thing. Right. I can imagine a, a, an individual who doesn't necessarily identify as a boy or a girl somewhere in between creating a ritual that acknowledges that, leaving that thing behind, and then being welcomed into adulthood mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and whatever that might look mm-hmm. like.
1: And especially my thought here is, is that if we're talking fluid gender, <laughs> we are looking at the strength to be who they are, not just I am a boy or I am a girl, Yeah. I'm coming into manhood, womanhood, but being able to be who they are. Yeah. In the strength and that being part of the the ritual is that in our society it may be challenging to be who you are in that form. Yeah. But the strengths and the perseverance and the dynamic and then of course when welcomed, welcomed into the courage of mm-hmm. being in that. Right. You know, creating that right. sense that your own little tribe yeah. has honored you, acknowledged you, and brought you forward into this, so that you are there. Yeah. and you are. Supported. You have your support. So yes. Yeah,
2: yeah. And I've been. I've actually. I was part of an amazing ritual for a, a trans individual who went through puberty. And what, and had a very lovely honoring of that. It wasn't, you know, a full ritual or anything, but they were honored for their transition mm-hmm. in stepping into the next phase. And then as an adult realized, I am not that gender. Mm-hmm. And as great as that was, I actually want to be honored for the gender I am. And so they created a whole ritual and invited specific people to it to honor their transition and mm-hmm. stepping into their actual mm-hmm. gender. Mm-hmm. And that was freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. It was such a powerful ritual to get to hold and be a part of. Right. And I think that that is a potential rite of passage, too. If it doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't have to happen when you're 12.
1: Mm-hmm. If you don't
2: realize or step in or honor or have the capacity to, to honor your gender until you're 60, mm-hmm. then let's do your rites of passage ritual at 60, you right. know, but right. I think honoring that stepping in, and, you know, it's so funny, the longer we talk about this, the more I'm like, oh, but you could also do it for this, or you could do it for this, like, you yeah. know, yeah, we have some clear physical markers as human beings. Of course, of course, and those are the
1: easiest ones yes. to, A, deal That's with and point. talk about, Yeah, but yes, you have many transitions, Many points of reference, and as we talked about conception and birth, yeah. okay, we also, in talking about um, rites of passage, in this instance, the change from child to adulthood or the maturing aspect of beginning adulthood uh, Look at other things that are happening, changing jobs, changing careers. There are so many ways you can take coming, like, you get your Ph.D. rather than your V.A. or whatever. I mean, these are things that we think of just as linear things. Right. But
2: they're not. But they're not. Yeah. But I've, I've been thinking about this a lot. I actually... I've been quite prolific in my blog writing this week. I've just been very inspired and and I've I you know it's I go months without writing anything and then all of a sudden I write a million things and it's been a million things week. Mm-hmm. But I wrote a blog about a three card draw on mm-hmm. on reading tarot and how a three card draw you, you it, there's so much potential and possibility. Mm-hmm. So you take this very simple thing and now that I've said this I have no idea why this got triggered in my brain. What were we talking about? We before? were
1: talking about transitions on all different levels. Meaning, when you go from um, these are rites of passage. So, what is a rite of passage? We have only delineated as a rite of passage in the physical format, but there's rites of passage for different things, going from one, you know, one school right. to another, right. from degree honoring to the chain, honoring chain. Yeah, I still have no idea. Okay. That's um, There was
2: something about that three card draw tarot spread. You'll remember by the time we get to... Yeah. When we're done and we've already logged off, then I'll go, oh. (laughs) There it is. See, that's called fleeting. Uh, Fleeting. That's so frustrating.
1: (laughs) Anyway, moving along. Yes, moving along. (laughs) Uh, It's a rite of passage into old age. (laughs) <laughs> thanks Elvira hey I know <laughs> hey i at least i I mean, we could do a save by making a joke, okay, <laughs> instead of, oh my God, what the hell happened okay, <laughs> no. all right, so um, obviously, one of the times you know if you're looking at so if you're looking at not just the time in the individual's life, yes. But we're looking at the time of the year. We're looking at springtime and embol being that time of newness,, yeah. okay, bringing transition from one to the other. And the same thing is with the um, the waxing moon. Yeah, okay, So we're looking at times not just because of a person having a situation right. where it is, but also, the earth mm-hmm. and the, the, both the lunar and solar aspects here, and those are part of us. So, you, you know, what we were talking about is it doesn't have to be an actual physiological shift. Right. It can also be emotional, mental, and spiritual right. that are shifts. Yeah, and I kind of broadened it because yes, this is a rite of passage, but you know, rites of passage to be honored at any time mm-hmm. is what I'm looking at yeah. more than just oh, well, we're only going to do this once, and that's when we go from right. Child
2: to puberty it, right. or whatever. Right,
1: but I think utilizing the
2: springtime, like what is the right of passage? This could be yearly work. What is the yeah. right of passage of springtime in my life right now? What do I need to honor? Yes. What do I need to to help foster into growth, right? right? You could do it on every month, every moon cycle. On the new moon, mm-hmm. What? well, I guess that would be birth, but as the moon is growing at the halfway point, you could right. say, okay, what is it? I'm stepping into what is this thing I want to give power to? What is this thing I want to grow? Mm-hmm. It's, it's the same concept. And you could you could take it down to, shit, an hourly concept. If well, yeah, the so. day, you know, yeah. during
1: the day in terms of yeah. that. I mean, if we had the focus and wherewithal to do that, but most of our lives we don't get that luxury. No. We
2: don't work. I know. Other people's schedules. Yeah, I know. It. I know.
1: Yeah. So, but... And I, you know, it, it's funny because you can tell, as I say, when I came in and the work that I did and the work that I remember is fascinating. It's challenging. This is a challenging show for me. Yeah? Yes, it is. Say more. Why? I say wanna, more. I want to know why it's challenging. Why is it challenging? Tell everyone. Let's poke it. Oh, we will poke it. Poke the bear. Okay, poke the bear. The well, challenging is that it's... I visioned what my world has been and yeah. where I have come. Yeah. And obviously, I have a daughter that went through her puberty, and she was specific. She was yeah. a female. She was not, you know, there was no so there gender was line. Puberty. There were uh-huh. clear lines. Yeah. Um, and even my stepchildren, all of which are in that dynamic. But I'm looking at what my terminology is, mm-hmm. what I see, mm. how I. Vision. When I say huntress, female, Amazon, female, Um, maiden, female. Okay. So I am. I have my own identification. Sure. And being fluid enough to open and talk about the the dynamics beyond that. Right. How do you talk about someone who is youthful? Yeah but is not an a, a, is not a maiden right. is um uh energetic and and has that that uh sense of wanting to do something in the world with strength and purpose they're not a warrior right or a warrioress cuz that's right. linear in terms of yeah. the two yeah. definitions yeah. Yeah. or hunter or huntress yeah well and i think what's interesting too i know for me
2: Part of the appeal when I was younger about witchcraft was the feminine language Mm -hmm. and using warrior and and seeing a woman Mm -hmm. and a huntress Mm -hmm. and and having the feminine pronoun because that was like yeah I'm tired of all these masculine pronouns I'm tired of God being a man who sits on high and Mm -hmm. rules out judgment I'm tired of the patriarchy right Mm -hmm. like I'm tired of that so. So when I non-gender terms, they tend to still be feminine gendered, like priestess. You right. Because I am still trying to push back a little bit against that. Right. But the reality is, if we really want an equal world, it's somewhere in between where neither of those genders matter. Right. And yet both of those genders still need to be recognized and honored. Right. So
1: it's tricksy. It is. It's Trixie. There's an interesting, the new TV show called One Day at a Time. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I found fabulous yeah. was the um one of the girls, the young girl that was I think Michelle Phillips played it in the actual role, the older daughter. She is um defined now not as female. She is defined she's defined herself in a different form. Yeah. And um so she is not she came up with friends that came together for some cuz they're she's also catholic in a catholic school yeah. and she you know so she has this thing and they start talking about well this is this is me us Thus, and they gave different pronouns. There was no he, she. Right. Okay. They were all girls, so there were no there was no gender on the the first one. But then it was I, and and then they gave another one, yeah. and it was like all of these five girls. Yeah, had. This is so-and-so, but this is da 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 and they all had it. And when you were saying that, that's exactly what I was thinking. It's like, I can't get that whole dialogue, which would be perfect for this show. <laughs> In my mind, I can't pull it up like right, a computer right. and read it yeah. out loud, but it was the best description of what we're talking about. Right, Right. and it's it, again, it's making sense. <laughs>
2: for all of the beautiful potential, mm-hmm. and crafting, and that's what, I mean. That's what's special about witchcraft, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is that we do get to craft these things that are curated just for me as an mm-hmm. individual, curated mm-hmm. just for you as an individual, mm-hmm. and we might follow specific traditions where rituals look a certain way, but it doesn't have to be that way. Right. If you're within that tradition, then do it the way the tradition does it, but... You can create anything. You can right. make any ritual. You can – its the possibilities are endless, and that's right. what makes it so beautiful, mm-hmm. I think.
1: And, I, and one statement, I'm not doing a Roseanne bar, but I'm yes. talking about the show. Yeah. That they had the young boy who chose to dress in girls' outfits, more feminine outfits, yeah. but was not necessarily – seeing himself as feminine yeah. or female. Just wearing clothes. Just wearing clothes. Yep. And I thought that, again, it was a moment yeah. where they're, for whatever the other surrounding issues and stuff was, it was where they're putting out that process of fluidity yeah. and change. Right and i'm i was i watched honestly i watched the show because of that because i wanted more of that yes. not because of all the other stuff and who cares about the political ramifications of what happened or any of it i'm sad because that character will no longer be able to be seen by the people out there right but it it, it does create yeah, you know things because how many times did we go? Yes, women are wearing pants. Right. Yes, women are you know this and that, and we can do that, and that became the change from the dresses and yeah. the, the 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 waistcoats and all yeah. the things just clothes. To
2: clothes. Yeah, yeah, and it's you know, and the, again to go back to sort of my feminist roots, mm-hmm. it irritates the shit out of me that something that's feminine is, is weak, something that's feminine yeah. is. You're being a pussy. Yeah. Something, I hate that kind of crap. Yeah. You know, I hate that. And who cares if a boy wants to wear a dress and still is a masculine boy? Mm-hmm. And, is, and that actually, the Smith children, Jaden's, and mm-hmm. and I can't remember his sister's name, but Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith's yeah. children, they're freaking amazing kids. Mm-hmm. They are totally unconcerned. And I, you know, wealth and, and the
1: parents Prestige and influence, it helps. I get yeah. that. but. Like, it doesn't freaking matter, but they're iconic for that purpose. They're able to step forward and say, well, this is what's going on. Yeah. And, you know, we could go back in time, I mean, and look at what men wore, you know, <laughs> high-heeled shoes <laughs> and <laughs> wigs and powdered wigs and, and, you know, then you look at the ones that were, and those were the, the masculine ones right. who then did that, right? right? Or you look at um, the, the scotch and they're kilts. Oh yeah, you know. And heck, I'm not going to tell you they didn't have men that probably were in, you know, in fluidity at oh, any yeah, given absolutely. time because it's always been there. Yep. It's just a part of the dynamics of where we come, where we are, and everything. Yeah. But you look at that, and nobody went, hey, that's a sissy thing." Yeah, I hate that. Oh, I, Definitely. I just. But these are the outsides. But this is part of what ritual and rites of passage are about, and sometimes not just in a delineated age bracket. Right, right. So getting it for the individual. For the individual
2: and when it happens. Right. Whatever that is. Yeah. And on that note, we need to go. We're we're just getting we're done. So, we're like wow. I think that show probably went differently than either of us I think it did too, and I will probably shake my head when I get off the air. <laughs> but, but next week we will be talking about the goddess Danu. Mhm. So that'll be fun. Yes.
1: And yeah. And then onward and upward to other fun things. That's right. Yeah. So have fun. People. Have a wonderful week. See you next week. All right. Bye bye.